you know where you are? Do you know where you are? is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It is Brando, episode 95. And as always, uh, not just thank you to all of you, who found us either through AlternativeNation.net, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spreaker, YouTube. And I'm getting messages from sometimes we're on other platforms I'm not even aware of. So wherever you found us, thank you. But, of course, thank you to Mr. Mike Squires for uh, doing our, our, I don't want to say new anymore. We've had it for a a chunk of episodes, our our theme song. And we're going to talk more about Mike Squires and Shotgun News. I'll give that little teaser. But first, I want to set up our, our interview. Uh, it took place yesterday. So I'm recording this. Again, it's a podcast. It's real time, whatever. Uh, this took place. Uh, today is Friday, the, the, the 7th of December. Uh, but yesterday morning, I had a chance to interview Brian Head Welsh from Corn and uh, his daughter, lovely daughter, Jenea. And they have a documentary coming out on, on Showtime. And before I even get into documentary part of it i know sometimes it's under that that six degrees of gene r bacon kevin bacon and please let me know when i say that if you get the reference i know uh many people do it's a popular game you know the actor kevin bacon there's a game like any movie any actor name anyone and within six moves you can call them or six references you can get back to kevin bacon so that's what i do with with Guns N' Roses, you know, six or less. It could be, you know, right there with whether it's you know, Teddy Zigzag and Roberta who are a part of Guns N' Roses, or we can uh, talk to uh, a Tommy Hollenstein. Remember that, that episode? Uh, he's just friends with Slash, but we got a great story about, you know, him persevering through uh, being a quadriplegic and painting with his wheelchair wheels. So no matter what the connection is. So what's the connection with Corn? Well, um, I want to say thanks to one of our listeners, Ken, for reminding me that Axl Rose attended uh, a corn launch, launch party in uh, 2006. If you see those uh, pictures, when Axl had the, the short braids, the goatee, the Maple Leafs jersey, yeah, that era. And corn, of course, opened some, some dates uh, for GNR, I believe, in 2010. Uh, of course, we could talk about the, the industrial new metal uh, direction that we believed Axel um, wanted to go in or, or did go in. I guess it depends on what your perception of how, you know, we, of course, we heard uh, doom metal thrown around back in the day about Sebastian uh, Sebastian Bach talking about Sorry, uh, that song. Um, but, of course, the, the Oh My Gods, the Shacklers, uh, Revenge, those kind of, so there's a corn influence there. He's a, he's a fan. And uh, if you remember the VH1 Rock Honors a few years ago, when Axel received the, I guess, a Lifetime Achievement Award from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Jesus, what is life? And Corn uh, and was there. So, I mean, those, these are things I would like to, to talk to him about next time. And I'm going to say that at, the interview went well, and we're going to do a longer interview, uh, hopefully sometime in the spring when the documentary hits, you know, because it's like a full-blown, it's going to be everywhere. 
But it's going to be on Showtime December 14th, and it's called Loud Crazy Love. And I'm going to play a clip, and I'm going to talk about the GNR ties. And, uh, well, if you listen to the show, you, you know why. I want to talk to uh, to Brian and uh, Jenea about this. All of the other kids had their mom and dad come to Mother's Day or Father's Day. I couldn't stop being bad to my body. I couldn't stop these addictions. I had become an animal. I just looked up and I just said, Father, I can't pray and I'm on drugs. Do anything you want to my life. How do I pay a phone bill? How can you change so suddenly? How do I know this is real? I have to be afraid. So often we talk about Duff sobriety a few episodes ago, and you'll hear me say it to, to head. Uh, we talked to Matthew McKagan about trying to do an intervention with Duff. Uh, sl- Slash almost dying, getting a you know pacemaker put in. Um, of course, Izzy, we, a lot of us believe he didn't want to be famous. He's afraid of uh, his addictions. Uh, that could be uh, all of them. Steven Adler, the obvious one. So we, we talk about it. And if you listen to the AFD show, especially when we go into those episodes about West Arkeen and what he went through with um, – you know, uh, Jamie Hunting and uh, Greg Buckwalter. You know, I've been honest about what I've been through, you know, to, because it's it's similar to those who we, for lack of a better word, idolize. Uh, rock star. You know, we're all struggling in some way, shape, or form. You know, I've been honest uh, just a few days ago, three years without a drink. Uh, not to say I don't do other stuff. Black tar heroin. Uh, it's totally a joke. Uh, but we all have our addictions, but I... I uh, alcohol was becoming dangerous for me, so I decided to put it down three years ago. Uh, and what the you can kind of sense from the clip, it's and I'm sure if you follow rock news at all, you know, I uh, had famously left Corn several years ago uh, to define uh, his religious path and to get sober. And uh, you know, I however you do it, I don't care. You know, however you you need to better yourself. I don't care what you, you know, you find faith in. Uh, but especially since it's about not just him, but his his kids' journey. You know, I often say that when people, when, especially when Slash's divorce was in uh, the news, all I can think about are the kids and what they're going through, and how hard it is to go enough to be to go through a divorce. Those of you who are from broken homes. But then to have it in the spotlight at the same time, so we talk about this on the show. So uh, this is what I wanted to talk to uh, Head and his daughter about, and uh, also to set it up how the interview uh, presented itself. It's like the uh, KK Downing Scott Ian interviews I've had, where they're shorter. Uh, they're part of the the morning uh, block. He's he's in a, a studio for two hours talking to fifteen twenty stations. Uh, across the country, so there are stations before me, before I got him, and they're all over the phone. He was here in New York City, because if you follow us on social media, you saw that I, um, you know, by the time it was up, I, I posted a picture that I'm, I was with him in the studio. Uh, but since I work here, I'm able to be here, uh, and they weren't expecting it. They were just, they had been on the phone with just random DJs for an hour and a half, and then I walk in. So I guess we're going to set it up like that, and uh, hope you enjoy, and we're going to be back with uh, Shotgun News. But, of course, uh, right now, I'm just so honored to have interviewed uh, Brian Head Welsh from Corn from and his, his daughter, the, the well-spoken and, and very and incredibly brave Jenea. Brandon. Brandon. Your next one in nice person. Nice to meet you. Live. 
Brian. Oh, Brandon, that's you? Yeah. Look at you right here. Yeah, that's me. No, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Where are you where are you coming from right now? I'm coming from uh, Long Island. So you just came in here to, to yeah. meet us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to meet both of you. I mean, I, I work. I work here. I wasn't just uh Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, you I don't work here. And I, then... don't, I don't come in until tonight, actually, so I have to come back and oh, well. to show the contrast, I do the Keith Sweat show. Remember Keith Sweat? Yeah. The 80s and 90s. Hey, this Keith Sweat. Remember Keith Sweat? That's crazy. What are you going to do? Are you going back home after this then? I have to go get my oil changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I want this all to be part of the conversation, you by the way. Hello. Do it? Hello. I don't have an assistant. I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> oh, because um, he, he sees the my Guns and Moses t-shirt. So an old Jew. And Moses. Guns and yeah. Moses. That's dope. That's, that's the last name of, uh, I guess, your your manager, right? Or so I got an email from uh, a Moses. Not like the Moses. Let me let me look it up. I want to get. This yeah, was what uh, company. Uh, I, know, I know a Moses. You got it, Kristen. Michael. Michael. Oh, yeah, oh, I know Moses. Michael Moses. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. And this is a good segue into what I you know want to talk about. So he, you know, obviously this is all segued through uh, through Sal. Uh, he he coordinated all this for Premiere and iHeart. Okay, okay. And I have an iHeart podcast, and it's about Guns and Roses in a way. Oh. So it's just instead of like another just rock talk podcast yeah it's just a, a hook you know kind of like a jumping like a six degrees mm. of kevin bacon kind of thing cool. so cool. um in addition to just growing up on on your music and i like, just wanted to meet you and interview you and i know you guys <laughs> uh you know you toured with gnr and, and and but i don't even care about that once you uh once i saw the trailer to your movie i had to come in that's Aww, why not just you. to meet you but to meet you thank you appreciate it um and it's Gen- a lot man thank and it's Janaea, right Janaea, yeah dude Every person has got it wrong. They're like Janie, Janae. Oh, Janae. I, I gotta ask. And do you mind if I ask you to talk on on the on the mic? You're a little off. Is that okay? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was gonna. <laughs> I didn't know when we were starting. But, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm awkward. I just like I get into the conversation awkward instead of like a, a typical yes, Wait, no. Are you recording right now? Yeah, we can edit anything. This out. whole time he's been recording us. No funny. way. <laughs> it's recording in there, but. You, we could always take something out. But okay. yeah, you're you gonna said edit something it anti-Semitic right? or something. Yeah. So we're not just like... <laughs> no, this is a, a natural conversation. This yeah. is what I do. So with the GNR thing, I've often talked about Slash and Duff's sobriety. And, uh, and who's that? Uh, Slash? What's, who's that? Oh uh, you, I did joking. Wikipedia. Wait, <laughs> I know. That one I got. And, and actually a few episodes ago, I interviewed uh, Matthew McKagan, who Duff's uh, older brother. No way. And is he a musician? He's a school teacher uh, for middle school well, out in L.A. And wow. he, my, well, my brother was a probation officer and and, and the head of all the, the department. So, yin and yang. Yeah, it's funny how things work out. Yep. But we were talking about how uh, back in the day they tried to t- uh, get Duff to go to, um, what do you call it? intervention. Couldn't think of that word, brain fart. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't his time. So, again, this is we talk about depression and uh we well, I guess we talk about suicide as well. It, it is it's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon off GNR. So when I saw the trailer, and I know we have a short amount of time here, and I don't want to, you know, put so much on you. I don't know if I relate more to you, Brian, or you, Janaea, because I lost my my dad to depression about six years ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's okay. But I, as a as, as someone who I I see people's parents or. As an older brother now, I can see the effect, not just like it has on me when you're, you know, like you, when you had to leave corn, you know, yeah. it was too much for you, but the effect on the family, and I don't think that's something that's, that's talked about enough. So, and I was also very private 
you know, this is just new that I started talking about this on the air. I right. Mm. So when did you both decide, I guess, just to make a, a documentary and then maybe make a documentary together? Because, Brian, you could have just done one by yourself, but to involve your daughter, I don't know if it was your idea to do it. How did the idea to, to be so revealing and come uh, come about? Honestly, it was like, so uh, there was an idea to do a documentary about when I was leaving Corn. They started filming the uh a lot of footage for MTV and everything. And then that show got canceled. And so I got all the footage and then we tried to do it again in 2008 ish. And then that fell through. And so I just gave up on it. I'm like, it's not meant to be, and I don't, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pissing me off. So I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and then we got approached by some people that really do great video and storytelling. And that's, I am second.com and, uh, Detori Mayo. And, and I showed them all of the footage I had of like personal footage and, and with all the archival and the, and they had a vision for it. So we put together a two, a two hour and 15 minute documentary. It was about me coming back to corn. We started that in 2013 when I went back to corn. Okay. And then as the years passed, we couldn't get it finished because because it's a documentaries are a labor of love. There's not a whole lot of money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so people had jobs and careers and family and everything. And so four years had passed. And then we looked back at the movie and we're like, you know, we got different opinions and the story was the father and daughter. That was the real story. Mm-hmm. And so we went back and started trimming, trimming, trimming the return to corn and just made it a piece in the chronological order <laughs> of the story instead of the main point. And so the main point turned into, and then her, like it, they had an awakening, Dottori Mayo, the creative team had an awakening one day and they're like, it's her. <laughs> this, this story's about her. That's mm. You know, and so the light bulb went off. They went back to re-edit, and here, this is the final version. Where was your relationship at the time when they said, "Let's focus on her"? And have you done any, Janae? Have you done anything like this? Been on film? And forgive me for not knowing your background as no, well as your no. dad's. No, no, it's totally okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when he started filming for for you know when when he quit corn, I was a part of that a little bit as a kid. Um, actually on the, the documentary, there's a lot of, um, footage of me and him going to, to, to India and, um, LA and stuff, just, um, just living our life, you know? Um, I don't know. And then fast forward until they started filming again. And, uh, around the time when it was like, Oh, Jenea, blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> I always feel weird being like, it's about her. Like, I think that's so. I don't know. And the worst timing, too, because we were like, hey, we want to start filming for this again. By the way, she's going through like all this counseling. Yeah. Emotional. Hey, Janae, can we can we film this? That's. (laughs) And she's like, but uh, uh, Tiffany from Awakening Youth, where Janae has been staying at for the last few years. she We brought it to her and we're like, look, this is the deal. If you want to do it, you can do it. If you do it, you own all the footage. We don't have to use nothing. You prove everything, basically. And so she's so brave. She was like, oh, I feel like it's going to help someone, even though this is a hard time in my life. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and film yeah. it just to capture it, you know? And so. Yeah, I, I totally admire that because that's right. why I, I started talking about how I go to therapy. I mean, I used to kind of segue it into, you know, jokes, huh, Jew and therapy. Yeah, I'm just, but <laughs> it's, I, I need it. I probably would be dead without it. Dude, mm-hmm. it's Honestly. so cool that you're talking about yeah, that, man. Yeah, it's so important. I love it. And you can be be yourself and be uh, comical, you know, and and still talk about that stuff, yeah. you know? I was worried about losing my sense of humor once I started taking medication, but mm-hmm. that's another stigma. And just like... 
I'm on medication too. Yeah, yeah me too. Cymbalta. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah. No. Alexa. Uh-uh. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and just as getting older and you know growing up on on Korn's lyrics and well uh, Chris Cornell's lyrics and Chester Bennington's lyrics yep. and then and losing them basically the same way that I lost my dad. It's like why is it in rock? And then when I mm-hmm. you know whether I'm just perusing Facebook or something and you can see this, the, the vitriol in the in the comment section of of I mean not just in rock but I guess in, in general about people struggling with with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I, I needed to come in today. I like that you said if you can help one person, but have you gone through, has it made it harder for you to kind of get to uh, a happy place? Has it brought you and your dad closer oh, uh, together? Or has it made things, or do you feel like maybe now you're too vulnerable that everybody knows your story? See, it was, it, for that's me- That's such I, a good question. I didn't, I didn't have to tell people my story. Uh-huh. You know, Even some of my close friends don't know. But now everybody knows yeah, your story. Yeah, I get so. it. Um, okay, so I wanted to say first that like in, in the music industry, people forget that these artists are real people that struggle with real things. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a person that's hurting. It's been that's had a rough uh, upbringing and adulthood or whatever. And then they are brought into the spotlight. That's like the, the the industry. It's not a it's not a fun life. Like B- Billie Eilish, I don't know if that is. Um, sh- she just did an interview with uh, I think it was uh, V magazine, I think. But she was just saying how she's 16 and she was she's changed in just a year time of just like how the industry and touring just beat her up and she's just like just struggles depression anxiety. She 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 struggled with that before, but now it's almost. It's almost like she hasn't gotten help and it's almost amped because of the lifestyle she's living. Man, I want to so, read that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you Mental for sure. Mental note, okay. Ugh. And so um, I love her so much. She's so sweet. But um, uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to point out that like people, people forget that these are real people who struggle and then throwing... Uh, the this lifestyle on top of it, it just it's not helpful. That I, every, you know, that's what I think about any sort of Chris Cornell story or Chester story. I'm yep. like, their kids are gonna read this. Yep. You know, so do you? How do you feel, Brian? Now, because uh, you had been back in corn for a while, you know, they tried to film this document documentary. Uh, do you feel that maybe this is? And as anyone who's any sort of addict, you know, every day is could be a struggle. It's people, places, and things. Did you think that it was a a good idea to put your your daughter involved in as well or you're like you know what everyone needs to see you know uh the effect at, at, at all angles whether mm-hmm. it, it's not just me it's the family especially someone growing up and and how to prevent uh break the cycle yeah of depression and that's what i see now with me and my younger brothers trying to break mm-hmm. the cycle and thankfully i think we we all realize that early age that's so important that you did and you know, I felt like I've been I've been led in all of this, so I've had peace about it. Yeah. And I, and I I live by like you know, circumstances too. Like if if I feel like if doors are closing, it's not meant to be. If doors are opening, it's meant to be. Mm. And if she was good with it, then I was good with it. Yeah, honestly. Okay. And and Tiffany, my mentor, she helped me a ton and um you know, just discerning what's good for me and what's not good for me and what I'm ready for, what I'm not ready for. So I think I think with the movie, she she knew that I could do it and that eventually it would be, you know, it um, you know, I I, I could do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um so yeah, I guess that's was kinda it. So uh Loud Crazy Love, I can't wait to see it. It premieres uh December fourteenth and then like I said, as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I gotta come in. Wow. I relate to this uh 
so much. And I know I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And it's important for, you know, me and my little voice. And, and I've gotten messages about people saying they appreciate, you know, me talk about uh, mental health. But you and in your platform, Brian, and now bringing your, your family into it and really putting it on display. You know, this is a, a disease that hopefully we can stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, addiction could be yeah. so many different things in this world. Um, and and I, the, hopefully the rock community and this... You're 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 starting a, a stepping stone to making the the rock community heal. I do I like hope so, man, because uh, I love what um, Talinda Bennington and Lincoln Park guys are doing for mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. too. I mean, everyone yeah. is jumping up trying to do something now because yeah. of all the tragedies. So we're just doing our small part, you know. And I hope the movie just adds to that that um, wave of healing that's that's coming to the world and the rock community and everything. And so. We're, we're just humbled to be able, because, you know, this is, as you know, documentaries are a labor of love, and and uh, so we're, we're doing this for that. That's our motive, mm. is to help people heal and, and inspire them to, to fight and everything. And so, yeah, all the information for the movie, though, is loudcrazylove.com, crazy with a K. And we just thank everyone for for um, sharing and reposting and getting Supporting. the word out there so that, you know, we can make a difference. Awesome. I love it. And any uh, plans other than just uh, putting out the documentary to the world, any sort of um, maybe motivational tour or is it just, let's just do it. Good question. Yeah. We're we're talking about putting together some type of tour and going out, you know, me and her for like a month, like a band does. Yeah. And and showing the movie and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Colleges. I think that would be brilliant. But, um, you know, we gotta we gotta weigh out the demand for it and see like what's going on <laughs> yeah. and the costs and all that. Sure. But we have a lot of plans. The movie's um, gonna be available everywhere next May, yep. and on Showtime uh, um, this twelve uh, fourteen on Showtime. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it premieres then and it's gonna play for for a while on Showtime too. But. Well, hopefully, um, you know, after it, it comes out, uh, I can talk to you guys uh, more at That'd length. Be awesome. And I really appreciate it. And say hi to uh, to Meltdown for me. He's somebody who's oh, also- Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been on the podcast before. I haven't talked to him in a long time. So, oh. dude, I would love to talk to you again. I love what you're doing. And uh, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I got I to gotta check out your show. Well, I appreciate that. Anytime. Right on, brother. How cool is that? Brian Head Welsh and his daughter, Jenea. And a quick story. Uh, this is when I was waiting to to go into the studio uh, with them. And it goes to show you my six degrees of Kevin Bacon analogy really well. His manager, um, who looks like L. King, uh, coincidentally, she and also Jenea live in Lafayette, Indiana, Axel's hometown. So um, Head's manager was telling me that a group of old ladies one day showed showed up at her, her home in Lafayette and they said that they were sisters and this is the first time they had all been together since uh, they were they were kids and they wanted to see their child at home. Could they come in? To let them in. I mean, I said to her in New York, I would told them to get to go fuck themselves, but I guess people are nice in Indiana. So the the sisters were, you know, reminiscing around the kitchen table and all of a sudden, you know, the the Head's manager is, is is overhearing that they knew and were friends with Axel Rose's mom, and they were telling stories about her misbehaving uh, misbehaving kid, Bill Rose. Can you believe that? Uh, and and they went into detail how bullied uh, Bill, you know, little Axel was. 
uh, didn't have the easiest life. And they, they knew her when she was pregnant with Axel. So, six degrees, man. All right, let's end the show on the high note. News. So it's kind of a one of the worst kept secrets, I guess. Or maybe I'm just, uh, I've known about it for a while. I've had some people tell me off the record that Duff McKagan is coming out with a solo record. It's not going to be loaded. And can you believe it's his first solo record since 1993? Now it's official that Shooter Jennings uh, produced uh, Duff's album. And and we've been back and forth. Shooter said he's going to come on the show. I guess they're just uh, waiting for the proper you know, release date, when they're doing promotional tours, all that fun stuff. So when the stars align, we're going to get on, um, we're going to get on Shooter. See what's going on. And um, I can tell you this, uh, Mike Squires is on the album, of course, from uh, Duff's Loaded, our, our theme song. I don't know what role he played. I didn't really pry too much. I just said, hey, are you on it? He said yes. <laughs> so uh, I think in the new year, we're also going to get Mike Squires back on the AFD show. And it's cool since he lives in Brooklyn, he can uh, he can come to the studio. And in the meantime, this could be part of Shotgun News. If you don't know, uh, if you don't follow Mike Squires, he has a cool uh, new, I guess you can call it web series. I don't know. Uh, couch riffs. You may have seen the one where Duff came to his, his uh, apartment in Brooklyn and they just jam out to some popular classic rock song or pop song, and and uh, Squires has expanded upon the beginning, uh, like what he used to do. Like uh, him and Duff played "I Want You Back" from the Jackson Five, and a couple, you know, some banter back and forth. But now he's doing some deep dives into some really cool people, uh, some local uh, talent, and and just I, I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes. And uh, we'll talk to him more about that uh, in the new year. Something else in Shotgun News. Uh, this is a courtesy of our friend Mitch LaFont saying, uh, Unsubstantiated reports claim Guns N' Roses have recorded a cover of T-Rex's Children of the Revolution for inclusion on an upcoming tribute album. Other artists on the album are said to include U2, Elton John, Foo Fighters, and Joan Jett. Until released, consider this to be a rumor. Um... How do you feel about that? I know a lot of you are like, no more covers, no more. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, I want to hear new GNR. Uh, I love the spaghetti incident, but um, maybe this would be a spaghetti incident too. But here's a, a conspiracy theory for you. And I'm basing this just upon me being a GNR fan in in the world. It's, it's no... Uh, it comes from no authority. I feel like they, because Duff's doing his own thing, his solo thing, Slashes, uh, you know, Dizzy released an album. I feel like they're working on their, while they're all doing their own thing, getting their creative outlet out of GNR, they're going to still be in GNR, of course. I think they're going to continue after, the, not in this lifetime ends. But I think to get the cohesiveness they once had for for writing and being in the studio, I think that's going to start with covers and, and just playing songs that they like and, and getting back that feel. Like This is just speculation and me maybe having fairy tale dreams about how they do this. But I feel like if they do this, it might be a, like an EP and then down the road they will make a new album or you know new songs on a best of or something like that. But if and when they do come out with this this rumored tribute album, 
I think that's just going to be a stepping stone to whatever uh, was left over from Chinese democracy being reworked by Slash and Duff and that being the next GNR record. I think that's just my my guess. And I know all of you have your own thoughts and opinions, so I would appreciate, you know, leave a message. You know, leave a comment on uh, on this episode wherever you do listen to it. Uh, so I really appreciate all of you listening to this uh, shortened episode of the AFD show, which I think is fine. Sometimes we go crazy long. Um, like last episode, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank again Arian Bueller uh, for coming on. And, of course, Rich from Japan, owner of Litherati.com. Uh, part two, talking uh, GNR lithographs, not in this lifetime. And Arian is totally uh, down to do a part three. So when that ha- happens, um, I think I'm going to take requests from you uh, of what pieces we should do some uh, some deep dives on to to explain further uh, from the man himself who desi- uh, designed it. So that's on the way. You know, I had mentioned uh, Squires uh, sometime early next year. Um, who else? Uh, I think at the end of the uh, of, of January, I'm supposed to reach out to again. She agreed to it. Uh, Missy Suicide. I forget if I've said that on the show or not. Uh, Missy Suicide. Uh, she is the I believe the founder of the Suicide Girls. And I saw that tour. I went up to Ottawa to, to see it. Suicide Girls opening for then Sebastian Bach and then Guns N' Roses. And she coordinated that tour. So that should be a really cool and interesting conversation right there. Uh, also on the way, um, it may be next episode. It is going to be next episode. Doug Green from Scott Weiland and the Wildabouts. Uh, he's credited on both Velvet Revolver Records STP. He's worked with legends like the late Glenn Campbell. Of course, GNR covers Glenn now, Wichita Lyman. I would like to hear that, by the way, going back to before with covers. I would like to have a an official release of Wichita Lyman. I think that's an, they do an amazing version of that. And this is going to be Doug's first interview since the passing of his friend Scott Weiland. So I'm anxious to talk about it. And uh, also, if you check out our, our Facebook and Twitter, I posted a new web series that Doug is working on. It's it's like a, a, a crazy Keith Richards invaded by aliens. It's the first episode's very funny, so check that out. Um, and as far as you know, what? Oh, I will give you a little teaser, and it's funny uh, because this woman has been so sweet off the air, and I hope the interview happens. Um, and I, I don't think she would get in trouble with me just mentioning. You know, uh, that I spoke to, I won't just, I'll leave the name out of it, but she was the harp player on prostitute on <laughs> Chinese democracy. How much more of like a focused genre can you get, you know, uh, or a focused interview playing harp on one song on Chinese democracy? Not to minimize it because that's one of my favorite songs ever by GNR, not just on the record. Uh, but she has to look at her contract because back in the day, she was told not to talk. The harp player, the harp player was not allowed to talk. She wants to do it. So I'm hoping to be able to officially announce that. Crazy. This fucking GNR world, man. So uh, we shall see where where that goes. And we're going to see where, again, this podcast goes. All thanks to you. You know, uh, I got to set aside some real time to really make those T-shirts for you. I, I'm so overwhelmed and humbled the fact that so many of you uh, want t-shirts, AFD t-shirts, and they've given me some awesome uh, uh, feedback about the ones that I, uh, some ideas that I posted. Very, very cool that you're even willing to spend uh, 
a dime on this. Um, so that's going to be on the way. And just keep a lookout. Also, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, RazQ does some really cool uh, automation on it, on the episodes in the beginning of the intro. And he puts uh, a lot of hard work into it. So uh, subscribe not just for me, but for RazQ. And he'll be back on soon, too, because he has uh, some books coming out. More books! My goodness. So uh, just just thanks again to everybody who follows us, and, and whether you subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, uh, iTunes, uh, anywhere you subscribe, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show or at the AFD show on Twitter. It just means a lot, and that's why this can continue. And the, when we get bigger and bigger names, like members of Corn, uh, people are going to see that, and we're going to get noticed. And, and I say we because I'm including you, that we're going to get bigger and better interviews for all of us to enjoy if this keeps going. So uh, you keep putting in the work, I'll put in the work. How's that sound? So as far as the next episode of the AFG show, when will you see it? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. security, I'm going home.